Hey there, welcome to the Saints Hangout podcast. Every word has been designed to bless, empower, and edify you as we search and teach through the scriptures. And now, here's today's podcast. Yes, praise the Lord. Okay, good. Um, we are we are live on the podcast now. Revelation 3, you know, for those of you just listening to the podcast, uh, we're going to continue where we left up last week. But I'll just, I just thought to share something with us. Revelation 3, um, starting from verse 14. Revelation 3 from verse 14. And unto the angel of the church in Laodicea writes, This thing saith and amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of, of God. Verse 15. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou with cold nor hot. Verse 16. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spill thee out of my mouth. You see that? That scripture right there is it's pretty much clear. There is no, there is no uh, debate about it. That, these are the words, if you notice here, Jesus speaking to John. You know, speaking to John. And you can take your time to read Revelation 3 because you know, Revelation, John on the island of Patmos, while Jesus was giving him words, he was trying to explain to John that, come, I have seen various kind of churches. I have, just because, you know, of my love, I want them to correct this. I want them to fix that. I want them to be able to uh, fix whatever it is that is going on there. If you read Jesus' Jesus' words to, to John, everything Jesus puts and if you notice here, he's not saying rights to this individual, right to, he's talking about the church itself. And that's the reason why, as one who, um, by the grace of God, is the vessel in which, hey, we come here, we teach each other and all of that. Thank God for the grace of all given to me. It would be wrong for me not to tell you guys the way things are. And that's the reason why I said, listen, we have not been given that opportunity to um, um, choose whether we want to be cold or whether we want to be hot. And if you notice, this is one of the later parts of the scripture, Revelation, the book of Revelation. And that's why in this last day, you know, we all have to really, 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 really make sure that we guard that salvation that we've been given or that faith that we have. It's something that you hold. It's not the time to listen. If you know that there are certain parts, this is not here to call out anyone's weakness. As a pastor, I examine myself, you know. I examine myself also. I also check. And that's the reason why the Bible says, if you check here in verse 15, it says, verse 16 of Revelation 3, it says, because that says, uh, verse 16, it said, because that lukewarm, you are neither cold nor hot. This is not the word of a pastor to another pastor. This is Jesus writing to the church. And that's the reason why, when I, when I told some of you a while back, I said, I am worried about your prayer lives. I am worried about it. I am worried about it. And I can tell you right away that if, if the Spirit of the Lord is putting a word in the heart of your pastor or in the heart of someone you look at as a spiritual leader, this is not to condemn anyone. It's just a check. You can ask my wife. We've been talking about this as well. So when God comes to throw these warnings, he's trying to put you in that part whereby you know that come. I think I need to pay attention to this part. You understand? So that's the reason, for example, we are praying, you know, we started praying on Friday. We're fasting as well through the month of June. 
you know, I, I, one of the things I always pray to God for, eventually, even when, you know, other structures come on board, God leads our way to do a lot of things. I, I, I'm seriously praying to God to be graced the opportunity to pastor a set of people who, in their own lives, they become principalities. And I know that cannot happen without teaching them the word of God undiluted. So please, this is not the time whereby anybody needs to be forcing anyone to come to church or forcing anyone to take the things of God serious. As I said some Sundays back, listen, I want to see every one of you in heaven. And I mean that. And I understand that it's not just a statement to, you know, the days when some of you are going through trying seasons, some of us will still have to be here to hold hands with you, to pray together. So it's actually a big deal. You know, Christianity is not one, it's not one of those things you do on a part-time realm. It's actually, it's a lot. Being a Christian is a lot. Your eternity depends on it. And I'm saying this categorically from what the scripture says. Your eternity depends on what you do right now. Like, like let people sit down and think about that. That's why the devil himself is doing everything to try to get men out of church, get people to go out of, walk out on God, get people to, and listen, you can check through history. Every one of you go back and check history. Everybody who, or every uh, tribe or, or country or places where, as much as, yes, people might want to say um, the Asian world, the, all those people, <laughs> you, you really don't understand what it means to have God in your life. It is not about science. It is not about that. God does not owe anybody any soothing words. I'll be honest with you, it's not the focus of our conversation today. Maybe one of these is when, when the Spirit leads, we might talk about things like that. God is in your best interest. Let nobody talk to you and say you are wasting your time when you are serving God. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your money. You are doing all of that. Listen, go and ask those old men in their early, in once they are close to their deathbed, why are they drawing closer to the things of God? Because when you are that age, you start to see things clearly. When your spirit, as some people will call it, when your spirit is at the departure end of life, and you don't want to be on that realm. You don't want to. That's why, listen, by God's grace, by God's grace, some of us will lead the examples. So that at least you, you will see that it pays to save God. The joy, the joy of salvation is something money cannot buy. It's something money cannot Let me leave that part because I don't want to change the focus of what we started teaching on. Uh, but I just wanted to use that to encourage someone, you know, and we just read Revelation 3, um, verse 16, where Jesus categorically said, tell the church in Laodicea, you cannot be cold or hot. I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. You have to choose one side. So there's really not such a thing as a cold, chilled, uh, free kind of church where we are part-time Christians. That's not going to, it's not, it's not what I will encourage you to subscribe to. And I've told many of you, Christians pray. Is the normal thing to do. Christians, for as Christians, communicate with their father. Okay, um, now that we've used that as a basis, let us go straight. Ooh, glory to God. Let us go straight into where we left off last week. Um, let's bow our heads, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the entrance of your word this morning. Ooh, Lord, silver and gold, we have none, but that which we have is what we are bringing this morning to, 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 to receive of your word. Our hearts filled with joy, our hearts filled with faith to learn of your word. And we pray this morning that your word, the Bible says the spirit, the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. 
And I pray this morning that the entrance of God's word would give life to the hearers, everyone even listening on the podcast this morning. I pray that in the name of Jesus, these words would give life to your spirit. It would give life to your soul. It would give life to everything in your life. And I pray that in the name of Jesus, more than we thought or imagined the Holy Ghost would do this morning, in Jesus' name we pray, and everyone says, Amen. 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 Now, every one of you, um, last week we started, or this, some Sundays ago, we started a topic which we call, uh, we started a, a conversation. You know, I really don't want to call it a series, but hey, I think that's what it has been. We call it like father, like sons. And we have actually, I think, done two teachings. And um, I believe that if you go back to the podcast, you can at least catch the recaps. But today we are going to continue from where we left off last week. Um, and last week we did we we talked about something which I call the adoption of sons. And I remember last week I said I don't think I might be able to finish uh, the adoption of sons, which is supposed to be the part two of the teachings under like father like sons and. Um, Today, we are just going to um, um, continue. You know, the first episode, for those of you who are keeping records, when we started the teachings, um, uh, like Father Like Sons was the first title. And then the second title uh, was The Adoption of Sons. So today's title would be The Adoption of Sons Part 2. The Adoption of Sons Part 2. Because I believe that we really need to, even before we go into the next line of what we are talking about, under Like Father Like Sons, we really need to understand this part. Um, last week, as I said, we really we, we we read the scripture. Let me just borrow from one of the things we read of. We're just continuing. That's why I said this is adoption of sons part two. But let me refresh our mindset for those of us that were not around last week. We we read, you know, the book of John. I'm just gonna flip so fast just to do like a five-minute recap of what we talked about in the part one, then before we go into the part two. First John 3 which was one of the things we read last week, 1 John 3, the Bible says, we, I think we read from verse 1, the Bible says, Behold, what manner of love has the Father bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God, that we should be called not the citizens of a country, I'm talking to every Christian now, not the citizens of a country, uh, you know, at, alongside everyone who is not in Christ yet and who will be privileged to listen to this who would join the family of God, you need to understand that your birth as a child of God was on the foundation of love. I'm going to say that again. No Christian today was born by God or is born again on the, by mistake. You know, we've had people, some of our earthly parents who, who said, Daddy and Mommy was not preparing for you. You just happened. Listen, that is not your story. That's why whatever you do with your walk of faith, whether you hit a rock or you go through certain um, um, down times or you go through some situation, something that is a test of your faith, never ever let the condemnatory voice say, God does not love you. No Christian in the world would ever be able to tell God that you never loved me. And that's the reason why you've seen people who will say, oh, mommy and daddy didn't love me, or I was in a home whereby love does not exist. That is a big fat lie. That's the reason why the Bible says, what manner, 
What manner, what manner of love has the Father bestowed upon us? Now, if our foundation of every Christian is love, it replicates the person God is. Because the Bible says God is love. So that means every Christian, listen to me very, very well. There is no Christian in the world today that can look to God and say, love is not in your DNA. I'm going to say that again. That's the reason why, you know, I was listening to some wonderful um, father in faith, which I was listening to during the week. And he was like, listen, there is no such a thing when it comes to color with God. And I really need to, some of us who, who have stayed on the word of the Lord, who have studied, should need to start telling people this. As a Christian, you know, don't let us join politics and join all of this, all these funny, funny words and all of that out there. Hate is not in your DNA. Is not because what gave birth to you was on the foundation of love. That's why you can look at people as well and also extend the same love of God onto them. That's why you cannot, as a Christian, say you hate someone. Why? It's not in your DNA. It's not part of you. It was not part of the nutrient that came or that, 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 that was instilled in you. That's the reason why when you look at it, hate is one of the things that people pick up which are not byproducts. And all these things are things that we need to start teaching folks. Because when we say like father, like sons, the children of God ought to be able to ask God 100%. And when I say 100%, he touches every part of your life. You are not supposed to just act or try to be like God when you are in this realm or in this dispensation. It ought to cross, cut across every dispensation. That's why when the Bible says, Behold, what manner of love has the Father bestowed? Did you see that? Bestowed. What does it mean to bestowed? Listen, none of you prayed for that love. None of you worked for that love. None of you had to tip Angel Gabriel to say, um, you know what? I have, I, have, I have some special package for you. It's not like you, none of us elected God. You know, all these kind of funny, funny things that you see around now. If it was your money that could buy it, you could not pay for that love. If it was by your own work doing, you could not work enough. Your lifetime would not be enough to work for that love. So what we ought to do right now is to permit that love to rest. Glory to God. He says, what manner of love has the Father bestowed upon us that we should be called, glory to God, we should be called the sons of God. We should be called. It is the love that God has for you and I that he will look at you and says, whether you are green Purple, black, Asian, African, European, it does not matter. The seed on the inside of every Christian is not traced to the nationality. I need to put that, you know, someone needs to help me put that clearly somewhere. For those of you taking those key notes, you know, because I would really want media to help with this as we go. The, the key, the key of what makes you a Christian has nothing to do with your nationality. It has nothing to do with your ethnic background. It has nothing to do with your um, 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 dispensation. That's what the Bible says. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. God is not missing words. God is not missing words. You know, I said certain things. The Bible says the letter killeth, but the spirit glory of God. The Spirit giveth life and the word of the Lord is Spirit. So when you look at yourself and when the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Listen, I must say this categorically. If you are born again, you have the power according, legally speaking by the word, to channel a new course of your life. 
I'm going to say that again. I heard when the late Miles Monroe, God bless his soul, he said the only reason why he came out of poverty was because he was privileged to have a Bible in his life. His parents were so poor that they did not have enough money to send him to school, but he discovered when he started reading the Bible, he was like the best book that has changed his life is the scriptures, is the scriptures. And listen, that's why you cannot be a half believer when it comes to God. You cannot choose to believe some things and then leave some things. Please, I hope every one of you are hearing me. You know, every morning when I come here, I always tell God, Lord, let them, I pray that men, everyone hearing this, would, would, would pull from the deposit of what you have dropped within me. Listen, when you stumble upon the word, that's what the Bible says, you use the word of God to renew your mind. And as a man thinketh, so will it be. As a man thinketh, so will it be. Listen, those are gold dimes, treasures, given to every one of us. That's why you cannot look at your Bible and then you think they are the same. So when I say like father, like sons, you need to tap into where God Pulls resources from. And where does he pull it from? His words. His words. And those are the same words that he has exalted more than himself. So when you see yourself according to John 3, he says, Behold, what manner of love has the Father bestowed upon us? Come on, look at yourself and say, I'm loved. I am loved. I am loved. I really wish we had, you know, some of the female uh, folks here today so that you can say to yourself, before Mr. Nice Guy comes and sweep you off your feet, for those of you that still sweep off your feet, you say to yourself, even before he comes, you say, I'm loved. You look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm loved. You are not just loved on the 14th of February or the 20th, whatever dates, you know, you know, all those people come and put all those. And the same thing goes for the guys as well. Before she comes and starts saying, oh, honey, and all of that, the Bible says that you have been loved from heaven. How glorious that is. He says, what manner of loss has the Father bestowed upon us? As a matter of fact, child of God, it is too late for anybody to take that love back. Praise the Lord. And then we went, we went. From there, we moved to Ephesians. Uh, we moved to Ephesians, which is where I'm going to be continuing or I'm going to be taking it off from this morning. Um, okay, okay. Let's let's go to Romans 8. Romans 8. We also read Romans 8. Romans 8. Let me just quickly rush there as well, just to do a little recap as well. Romans 8. Romans 8. We read Romans 8 last week also, and I also took it from, from, um, 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 from where we are coming from in John, 1 John 3. Romans 8. The Bible says in verse, from Romans 8, let's start from verse 14. The Bible says, for as many of them that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Verse 15. He says, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. Yes. We have received. Now, don't forget now, we started from 1 John 3, which I said, hey, what manner of love that God has bestowed upon you? I don't care what your name is. I don't care what denomination you're coming from. I don't care what ethnic background you're coming from. The Bible says the man in Christ, God has bestowed his love. Period. Now, Romans 8 now took us to where we to where we are dwelling on the adoption of sons. The Bible says in verse 16, in verse 15, it says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Now, and I remember saying last week that listen, the man in Christ has received something. Every 
child of God. Listen, just the same way when you give birth to your physical child, what do you do? You give him your son name. That's why today we are known by different names. Some of us, are our family name is this, your family name is that, your family name is this. But listen, God is not your daddy, God is not your mommy, God is not your awesome parents, which I don't have any beef against. But hey, the man in Christ is first a spiritual being. I must say that categorically. And listen to me, every one of you. The man in Christ is first a spiritual being. And that's the reason why when we talk about, when the Bible says, the man, when the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed would not perish, but have life eternal. That life eternal, he's not given to your flesh. Hello, I'm teaching now. The eternal life is not given to your flesh. The eternal life is given to your spirit. That's why you cannot reason by faith when you are a man of sense. <laughs> you cannot reason. You cannot go out. You cannot be a man of the spirit if you do. If you reason by senses. Romans says that categorically. The Bible says in Romans, it says the carnal man, the carnal man is an enmity against God. What does that mean? The man who reasons by his senses. The man who reasons by his senses. That's what the Bible says. We walk by faith. He's not talking to everyone. Some people want to wait to see what the stock is saying to know whether they will jump into Bitcoin or jump out of Ethereum or jump into... Uh, uh, give me one of those things that until you check the news, you're trying to monitor. Listen, I don't, I don't have any issue against that. My assignment this morning is to the sons of God, whereby you are not looking, you are not watching all those things, but you are moving in your spirit to look for a sign, glory to God. You are looking for a sign in your spirit. You are looking for a frequency in your spirit. And listen, let nobody lie to any Christians. There are signals in the spirit. There are signals in the spirit. The same way, listen, I've taught this before. When you come to this place where I am, for example, for example, my voice is the only one you can hear now because it looks like I'm the only one talking. But listen, the moment you get, let's say, a radio device, or I put on the TV that is close beside me, you will discover that my voice is not the only one here. Why? The difference is that I've been able to tap into another um, um, equipment that can receive signal. Follow me, every one of you. I've been able to buy or imbibe into another signal or equipment that can tap into another frequency. If I put on my TV now and I have maybe DSTV here and I tune to maybe channel two, so, 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 and so, I would tap into CNN. I don't know what frequency is. I'm just using that to teach. I would tap into CNN. Some of you will think CNN is far. Their headquarters is in America. But because I have a dish here, I have the frequency, I have the TV. TV, if I tap into that frequency, you will start to see CNN. But before now, you would say, how is it possible that it was only your voice that we can hear? But now that you have another equipment, I start receiving the signal. It's the same way it is in the spirit, child of God. Once your spirit is tuned to the frequency of heaven, there are instructions that will come to you. There are things that you would hear that would not be, that's what the Bible says, we walk by faith and not by sight. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded, he says it gives you life. 
He gives you life. So when God adopted his own children, he did not give them their son names. He didn't give them, your name can be Larato. And I'm not trying to talk down anyone. I'm just trying to borrow multiple names. Your name can be um, Elizabeth. Your son name can be um, 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 the Andrews or the, 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 the Kardashians. It does not matter what your son name would be. That's fine. But when man in Christ, the children of God are identified. One thing God sealed all of us with. The, as a matter of fact, let's go there. We're still going to come back to this Romans 8. Let me show you something. Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1 in verse 13. The Bible says, it says, In whom ye also have trusted after you have received. Did you see that? How did you get born again? The word of the Lord came unto you. That's what the Bible says in the book of Romans 10 and 9. He said, he said with the heart man believeth, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the heart man believeth. How? You would not have believed if the word did not come to you. That's why we have to have emergence of preachers in the world right now who will preach the word of faith, not the word of fear. The word of faith, not the word of fear. That will bring men into salvation. Now, what does... The Bible says in Ephesians 1.13 that we just read, it says, in whom you have trusted after. Underline that word if it is your Bible. So the moment you were coming into the family of God, God, unlike the way mommy and daddy did it, after the day you were born, after certain days, they did your naming ceremony. I don't have any issue with that. Mommy and daddy did right giving you a name. That's not the goal of what I'm teaching this morning. But I'm here to tell every man who has ever come to a pulpit to give their hearts to Christ, every child of God who has ever responded to an altar call, every child of God listening to this preacher this morning who has ever in their lifetime responded to an altar call and everyone who will still respond to an altar call. The day you gave your heart to Christ, let me tell you what happened in your naming ceremony. God did not look for a name to say, um, okay, so now your name will be, your name can be Tino, but the Bible said you are sealed with the spirit of promise. Your name can be Lesego, but he says you are sealed with the spirit of promise. What does that mean? I'm still going to go back to Romans 8 that we're coming from. But according to what he said here in verse 13 of Ephesians 1, he says, in whom you have also trusted after you have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after you have believed, you were sealed. And the last time I checked, when God seals a thing, no devil in hell can unseal it. Except if you that have been sealed walks in ignorance. When God seals a thing, every son of God has the potential to ask God in every situation. Cuts me anywhere. Every child of God. That's why you need to be embraced. Embrace the word. You take the word, you take it, you digest it in your spirit. Anyone who tells any Christian that uh, you are too little, you are too no, child of God. The DNA of your father dwells in you. Listen, that's why even in the grave, Jesus was still God. That's the same way when a Christian dies, he is still not defeated. Oh, glory to God. When it, the Bible says, that's why Paul says, he said when we are, for us to be absent of the body, it only means we are present with the Lord. If we only change dispensation, nothing happens to us. We only leave one realm to another realm. That's why some Christians would always would, would remain in that state of ignorance and always looking weary without allowing the word of God to come from 
basis of, of, of strength in their spirit. The Bible says when you were born again, you did not need to pray and say, God, please show me your face. Now, some of you will know the reason why there are certain prayer points that it only weakens your spot as a Christian. A Christian doesn't go around saying, God, please show me your face. Where at your word? Where did you find Jesus ever pray like that? Did the Bible not tell you in him you move, in him you breathe, in him you have your being? The child of God is not one praying and asking for what he already has. You are only on that realm when you choose to remain in ignorance. The Bible says he had given us the spirit of adoption whereby we are sealed. What were we sealed with? Every one of you. Let me explain to you. The man in Christ, when you are in Christ, your spirit comes alive. And when that spirit comes alive, it is fathered by the same person. The same person. The same person that fathered the Holy God, Jesus, while he was on earth. That's why the Bible says, the way God orchestrated it for all of us. He says, after you have heard the word of truth, he says, after the gospel of the salvation, and you have believed, that you have believed, that you have believed. Look at that statement. They said, the moment when you believe what Christ did for you, you qualified for that sonship. You qualify for that sonship. And that's the reason why I keep saying there is no such a thing as an ordinary Christian. There is no such a thing. If you're hearing this on the podcast, wherever it is, you can bring down a storm in that room. You can pray heavens down in that place. You can get heaven to interfere in your business. You can get God to show up in places. You know, I was listening to someone over the week. They said, listen, these are not the times whereby we keep spoon feeding the children of God on how to go around uh, walking on realms and begging for things as they, as though what God has given to us is not a greater dimension. That's why Elder John told us, he said, beloved, he said, beloved, he said, greater is he that is in you that is that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you that he that is in the world. That was not written because you were a pastor. That was not written because you had a title in your name. When God, when God put those words in the spirit of Elder John, he said, beloved, Lord. He says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If you don't have that revelation of the greater one on the inside of you, it will be hard for your spirit to accomplish greater things even here on earth. That's why at times you put yourself in a space. You lock yourself up. You release prophetic word. So until your spirit starts to align. You know, I heard one of my one of my mentors say certain things a while back. He said when he was young and he was growing up, he said there was a time when he locked himself in his father's car and all he wanted to do he said he deliberately wanted to shout listen i'm telling you how to ask god in situations that's why i always encourage you don't miss out some of this meeting he said there are times when you go to pray yes you pray you release words and all of that but there are certain times when you shout why do you have to shout? Because you shout so that your spirit will comply. When, because everywhere you go, you keep hearing, oh, the, the people at age 30, they can't do this. Whew, the thing, it's like a missile. It comes to you. It, it, it comes. When you go to work, they will say, this and this is happening. Oh, the fuel price is going up. Oh, this and this and that. That and this and this. Things will come and it will want to choke. It will want to choke. It will want to choke. As though the scriptures never said, with your shield of faith, child of God, you will be able to quench you will be able to quench. That's why the world out there, child of God, listen, never compare yourself to anything in the world. I'm going to put that warning as a disclaimer to every child of God. Never ever compare yourself to anything in the world. Listen, there is 
something bigger than the world that is on the inside of you. You live from inside out. Listen, the fact that it has never happened before, that doesn't mean it cannot start with you. The fact that it has never happened before. The man, the man of God showed up to the house of the, of the widow. He said, uh, what do you have? He said, uh, just like everybody in this place, all that I have is just this grain of oil. I'm just managing it. I'm just managing. I'm just managing. But when the word of the Lord came out from the mouth of the prophet, he said, listen, go and borrow vessels. Who borrows in the days of famine? It does not make sense. But if he makes faith and he makes prophetic declaration, child of God, plant yourself in that place. Remain in that spot. That's why I told some of you a while back, intentionally, you, you disconnect from some things. It's not because you want to be proud. At times, you get to that place whereby you, 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 you put words upon yourself. You prophesy upon yourself. Don't wait until you... you at times, you might not even have the pastor being on, on stand call, on standby. God might even be dealing with your pastor, your prophet, on another realm, on another mountain. But does that mean you cannot change the situation of your life? Child of God, that's why you were born in a new dispensation. You were born in the dispensation after Christ. The dispensation after Christ, you don't necessarily need a major revival. We go to the mountain experience before we bring God into the situation. And that's one thing we need to teach the sons of God in this day and age. Where you are, child of God, in your spirit, you can draw it out. That's what the Bible says when Jesus spoke to them. What did Jesus say? He said, out of your belly, Child of God, out of your belly, the Bible says, flows the rivers of living waters. Rivers of living waters does not come from Kilimanjaro, does not come from White House. Child of God, let nobody deceive anyone. If Jesus says, out of your belly shall flow the rivers, the rivers, not just one. Who? Jesus, I would rather take his word than anyone. That's why, listen. You keep saying to yourself, out of my belly flows. And what is your belly? It is your spirit. Your spirit. Your spirit. And that's where we're going. I'm still going to, I'm still going to go deeper this morning. Just permit me. Permit me. When the Bible says, where were we? Where were we? Ephesians. He says, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Because of time. Let me run. Now go back to, to Romans where we borrowed from. The Bible says that in 15, he said, for we have received the spirit of bondage. We have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry Abba Father. Verse 16 he says for the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. I taught this last week as well. I said if you notice here now he's not saying the Holy Spirit. Now he's talking to the Christians now and that's why we call it like father like sons because every Christian God did not God does not now um, um, he does not now look at us on the grounds of what does, what does our middle name or our family name comes from. No. He looks at us through the glens of what his spirit can do. And that's why every Christian is also a spiritual being. A spiritual being. So when the Bible says, and the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. And that's why I said something profound last week. Listen, if you don't get in tune to that side of yourself, and what is that side? The man who is the spirit, the inner man. 
And that's why I keep saying that you are more than that physical appearance, child of God. You are more than that physical appearance. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to the powerhouse, the power decision making, the Bible says, and that's why you need to understand where the adoption of sons is coming up. He says, the spirit bears witness with our spirit with that we are the children of God. And that's why I said something profound last week. When you get to that realm whereby you are living from your spirit man, automatically, what then happens is you are in a realm whereby you can have a free-flow conversation with the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost will not come to bear witness with your five senses. Let me let that digest. Listen, I am preaching this to provoke every Christian who will listen to me. Listen, if you're a Christian and all you know about God is just, oh, let's carry our Bible, sing Amazing Grace. When they say, praise the Lord, you say hallelujah. Listen, that is fine. But child of God, you cannot remain on that realm for so long. You cannot, you cannot. Your spirit ought to get to a realm. Whether what God, then when the Bible says in the last day, there shall be an outpouring of my spirit upon all flesh. The sons and daughters will prophesy old men will dream dreams. What happened to those prophetic words? These are the days whereby sons of God starts to prophesy, starts to dream dreams, starts to see visions, starts to see revelations, starts to catch up something. And listen, if that is that cannot come because the, you, you're a graduate of, of, of Harvard. See, I'm not, a, I'm not against going to school and having all those degrees. But the truth about it is your brain can be alive, but make sure your spirit is also alive with it. That's why as a Christian, that spirit that has been resurrected, revived through Christ, don't let it be dormant. Because the Bible says the Holy Ghost, when he comes to validate, when he comes, to deliver the passes. He doesn't bring it to your head. I'm going to say that. That might get me into, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> someone once said that, you know, one who is filled with the Holy Ghost, there is no how you'll be controversial. Listen, the Holy Ghost does not drop the ideas in your sense, in your, in your, in your, you don't, no, no, no. If he wants to come and deliver, he delivers it spirit first because that is the realm that he understands. A lot of people don't, don't know that. That's the reason why Abraham can look at a place that is being destroyed. And the Bible says, God told a set of people, don't look back. The same place God told some people don't look back is a place another person is looking at and nothing is happening. That is the realm. It is, it is, it, there is nothing physical about that. It's the same way a man can sow in a place where everybody is running away from. The Bible said Isaac sowed in that same land and he yielded tenfold. Listen, there are multiple, multiple. That's the same way a man can have a dream. And he calls all the, all the magicians, the soothsayers, everybody, and he said, I have a dream. Anybody who can interpret this dream would become this and that. And he said, king, tell us your dream. And the king said, you think I'm stupid? <laughs> he said, no. For me to know that you will know that dream, tell me my dream and tell me the interpretation. And men who were limited to their senses said, ah, king, this one is hard. But there was a man in prison whom had the fullness of the Spirit of the Lord. Listen, that's why when you are equipped spirit first, listen, when problems start to happen, even if you are in a hole, they will look for you. I'm telling you as the sons of God how to have the edge. We are not in the days of living by senses because senses will fail and it is failing as you can see it. 
The Bible said, all across the entire city, they looked for somebody who would interpret the king's dream. They could not find anybody. But a man that was in prison, and before then, he had been practicing. He had been practicing. He interpreted dreams for the butler. He interpreted dreams. He was living by the gift of the Spirit. So when I'm talking about like father, like sons, I'm not telling you we should just go around kind of Bible. Listen, God is a spirit. That's the definition of the Bible. Thanks for listening today. We know these words have encouraged and edified you. Now go on and walk in the truth of God's word.